The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com Welcome, boys and ghouls. It's time once again to kick open the old mausoleum door and see what climbs out. Clawing his way out of a fetid grave is Drew, a.k.a. Rabid Badger. Pull up a slab with Jim Millspaw in his award-winning role as the Professor of Torture, Meathook Jim. Jason Storm is here as fan favorite, gothic commentator, Storm. Do you smell something burning? It must be Salem's favorite old crone, Jonna Summers. (laughs) Now light a torch, grab your pitchfork, and make like a bunch of terrified villagers. You found another episode of The Big Scary Show! <laughs> Happy unofficial summer, everyone. Do you know where your monsters are? Mine happen to be getting a little bit restless. (laughs) In today's episode of The Big Scary Show, we're going to listen to Badger as he brings us deadline news with all kinds of interesting things going on. Storm is going to be ranting about bad advice. I think he probably knows a thing or two about bad advice. Meat Hook Jim is going to bring in us between the corpses, hangmen. And I don't mean the little game we used to play in an elementary school. Then today, I'm going to be talking about bad customer service. I could have gone on and on and on about this, but I kept it simple. And then on the round table of terror, we're bringing back 13 questions of doom, 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 doom. We've got all of that and more on the Big Scary Show. A great new motion picture in the world's newest motion picture process, Cinemagic. The wonder of the added fourth dimension. With Cinemagic, you are actually on the first rocket ride to Mars in the Angry Red Planet. You feel the dizzying heights of their fantastic city of mile-high buildings. You'll shiver as you ride the River of the Dead. Your depth perception will increase a thousandfold as you look into the waters that lead to foreverness. And the terrors you meet on Mars are beyond man's imagination. The Rat Bat Spider. So real in Cinemagic, you'll feel the crazed stare of its blinded eyes, the tearing shock of its iron claws, the giant amoeba. Like an earth germ only a hundred million times larger. Thrills, shocks, terrors, and your first glimpse of the light and the world of Mars. All are yours to experience in The Angry Red Planet in Eastman 5250 color from American International. This is Chad Savage of Sinister Visions, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Looking to step up your costume? CFX products perform in every environment. Film, haunted attractions, stage shows... 
theme parks, cosplay, and good old-fashioned Halloween. Created for realism and comfort from the number one company leading the industry for over 16 years, a CFX silicone mask isn't finished until you put it on. Whatever your needs, CFX has you covered with silicone. And once you put it on, you too will agree that a CFX mask will be the most comfortable rubber you'll ever wear. Find your new face today at cfxmasks.com, cfxmasks.com. Broadcasting to you from the darkest regions of the earth, this is A Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so something you see a lot of this time of year is people reaching out for advice. You know, they need to know what to do with actors, haunting, acting... You know, just any aspect of things. Sometimes the smallest little help um, with a prop or uh, part of construction. So you see a lot of it in social media. Now, if you've been listening to The Haunt Minute for the past dozen years, you'll know not all the advice is good. No, you you got to sit there and you got to, a lot of times, you know, analyze the source of the advice. Go in, look at the person's profile, see what their experience is. You know, because what they're doing might not fit what you need and and what your haunt is doing so you know sometimes it's it's you gotta consider the source on the advice take a look and 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 weigh it not just you know jump and go and you know just because somebody's name might be with another haunt that you might think it is you know do a little background and studying because it might not work out for you now, this also doesn't mean just go ahead and take a big steaming load if somebody gives you advice and you don't agree on them. Um, because, you know, you can disagree constructively on, you know, aspects of uh, safety or how it'd work with your haunt and that type of thing. Uh, but, you know, don't just totally blow them up on stuff. And, and keep in mind, it's, it's social media, not social conversation. So somebody else might get something, might get some inspiration, even out of some of the ideas which you would never credit towards using with your haunt or you might think is completely unsafe. There's something that somebody could still get under that. So always be constructive and don't just blow people up. I mean, you know, it, it's the same, you know, when you're at a haunt and you're at that first, like, actor day, there's always some actors who come up with ideas, and half of them are, hey, have you ever done this? Yes, we have, and we've done that and done that. But every once in a while, even from the new actors, you might get a gem, something new, something you haven't thought of, something to refresh the creative palette. So, you know, don't discount it and keep reaching out for that advice. Just do it with a little caution and, uh, you know, measure it a little bit. Until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com.
Sam Haynes, haunts on the Big Scary Show. Good evening, my name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. 
visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete, the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. <laughs> see you soon at vfxcreates.com. Music by Midnight Syndicate. Hello everyone, it's Drew Badger. This is Deadline News for episode 290. And we're going to start things off with this from Knott's Scary Farm in Buena Park, California. Calling all monsters, get ready for the madness of our 50th Knott's Scary Farm season. Auditions will be held in person on June 16th, 17th, 24th, and 25th. To secure your audition, make sure to submit your application in advance on our website, Performers must be at least 18 years of age, and for more information or to apply, visit the website jobs.cedarfair.com. We have an update from the Texas Haunters Convention coming to the Dallas area. We're looking for volunteers to help with everything from registration and ticket sales to running activities and assisting with setup and cleanup. No experience is necessary, just a passion for all things Halloween and a willingness to lend a helping hand. You must have a positive attitude and be able to work well with the public. Availability to work Friday evening for training and convention load-in and be able to work shifts on both Saturday and Sunday. If you're able to work Sunday evenings for convention loadout, even better. Benefits include access to the convention floor, a t-shirt, meals are provided during shifts. If you're interested in volunteering for the Texas Haunters Convention, please fill out the form at texashauntersconvention.com slash volunteer we have this from the hell's gate haunted attraction in chicago hell's gate haunted house is excited to announce our first annual spooky garage sale this sale consists of over 25 years of zombie army productions collection of spookiness from our flagship attractions hell's gate haunted house and statesville haunted prison our for sale items include Halloween decor, animatronic props, static horror props, costumes, yard decor, furniture, unique antiques, a lot of weird stuff. Don't miss your chance to own some iconic Statesville memorabilia, props, costumes, and collectibles. If you're interested, the on-site sale will be located at Hell's Gate Haunted House at 3101 Canal Street in Lockport. Follow the signs down Canal Street for parking. Dates of the on-site sale are June 16th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. and June 17th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and June 18th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Get more information by searching for the Hell's Gate Spooky Garage Sale on Facebook. We have this news from the Mohican Haunted Schoolhouse in Perrysville, Ohio. Attention all ghosts and ghouls! Mohican Haunted Schoolhouse is actively recruiting for the fall 2023 Halloween season. If you've ever considered being an actor or staff at a Northeast Ohio haunt, check out our Actors tab on our website for more information and an application link. That tab is mohicanschoolhouse.com actors. 
We have this news from the Hellwig Hollow Haunted Attraction in Canyon, Minnesota. Come join our haunt family. We'll be hiring 10 paid scare actors for the 2023 season. Auditions will be held in August. Dates will be determined later. Paid scare actors must commit to all eight nights we're open. It's usually five hours a night. Do you have what it takes to wake the dead? Come try out to find out. Contact Dan or Mary Jo for more information at 218-730-7597 or shoot them an email hellwighollow at yahoo.com. Volunteer actors are still needed. Volunteer positions do not have to commit to every night, and without the volunteers, we wouldn't be able to run. Thanks to all of you in advance. Get more information at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash hellwighollow. We have even more hiring news, this time from the Screams Haunted Experience in Hoboken, Georgia. Screams is looking for dedicated scare actors that want to join one of the fastest growing haunted attractions in the area. Full-time actors need to have reliable transportation, be available Friday and Saturday nights every weekend in October, you must be able to attend auditions and actor training sessions during the summer, and be at least 16 years of age or older. Part-time actors are also needed. You must be able to meet all the requirements above, with the exception of availability in October. Part-time actors will not have a dedicated character or scare zone, and will be used as fill-ins when needed based on actors' availability. Email them at cleverscreams, with a Z, at gmail.com for more information. We have this from the Wicked World Scaregrounds in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Announcing Nightmares of Hollywood at Wicked World Scaregrounds. The coolest thing you'll do this summer is happening June 17th. There'll be live music, vendors, and a special sneak peek of the newly redesigned Nightmare Haunted House. Gates open at 6 p.m., the haunt opens at 8 p.m. with your favorite Nightmares of Hollywood characters inside. Tickets are on sale now at 2, that's the number 2, scary.com. And finally we have this update from Midsummer Scream coming to Long Beach, California. We have a panel announcement. BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C, Horror Creators, Saturday, July 29th at Midsummer Scream. In horror, content abounds thanks to the contributions and creators and performers from all backgrounds. BIPOC Horror Creators delves into the success and challenges of being a BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C, horror content creator. The need for more person of color leads, the roles tropes play in the genre, and achievement through limitations. Presented by Horror Movies and Beyond, moderated by... Ivotress Littles, the creator and host of Horror Movies and Beyond, I hope I pronounced that right, with Girl That's Scary podcast, hosts Jazz and Cat, Amber Martin, Matthew S. Robinson, Sapphire Sandalo, and Matthew Torres. Midsummer Scream is happening July 28th through the 30th at the Long Beach Convention Center. More information at midsummerscream.org. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs>
Spectral Illusions is a digital production studio creating video effects for your home or pro haunt. They carry over 30 stock videos ready for immediate download, as well as USB drives preloaded with multiple effects. In partnership with AAXA Technologies, they now carry projectors preloaded with multiple effects. And now Big Scary Show listeners can get 15% off downloads, USBs, and screens with code BIGSCARY15. Projectors not included. Visit SpectralIllusions.com and add some life to your haunt. That's SpectralIllusions.com. Music for Haunts, Storm Vampire Castle, on The Big Scary Show.
Hi, my name is Brad Wells from Legends of Fear at Fairview Tree Farm in Shelton, Connecticut, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let dark imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, it's time to see who is listening carefully to the show because once again, it's time for the June edition of the Gruesome Giveaway. Sponsored by our fine friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. You know folks, October's only four months away, so you better go ahead and head on over to ScreamlineStudios.com, pick out all your supplies, get them shipped in now before the rush. I'm about to ask a question. The answer is in the show. All you have to do is send us an email, yes, an email, with your name, your phone number, and, of course, the answer to bsscontest at gmail.com before midnight on June 12th, and you could be randomly selected to be the winner of the June Gruesome Giveaway. Now, the question for the June Gruesome Giveaway is... What? It can't be this easy, really. Alright, the question for the June Gruesome Giveaway is simply, who wins the 13 Questions of Doom? If you think you know that answer, please send us an email with your name, your phone number, and the answer to bsscontest at gmail.com before midnight on June 12th. And we will select a random entrant to see if you are indeed the winner of a great prize from our very fine sponsors at Screamline Studios. Previous winners and family members of the Big Scary Show are not eligible to win. Folks, good luck on this one, because it's an easy one. The Roundtable of Terror is very proudly sponsored by HauntPay. Whether it's time ticketing, virtual queue lines, or anything else related to online ticket sales, have Alex and his staff set you up at hauntpay.com. Gentlemen, we are in the month of June. We just celebrated the Memorial Day holiday. We hope you had a great time, and let's all remember the reason for Memorial Day and the sacrifices that have been made in the past. That being said, lots and lots of things are happening in the haunt industry. Midwest Haunters Convention is going to be approximately a week from the time this show drops. You got Texas Haunters Convention coming in July. You've got Midsummer Scream coming in July. You've got lots of horror cons and all that good stuff. Everybody is so busy. There's even still some halfway to Halloween and summer events going on. Haunted campouts, haunted lots of cool stuff. 
the haunt industry is truly becoming a year-round business for so many people. But we're not going to talk about any of those things tonight because it is time once again to bring out the haunt industry's soon-to-be-famous game show heard exclusively here on The Big Scary Show, The 13 Questions of Doom. We have been doing this for many, many years, and basically it's filler material because we couldn't get a guest this show, but we don't have to talk about that. But I am going to turn the reins over to our host of The 13 Questions of Doom, the illustrious, the one, the only, Storm. Take it away, sir. I don't know if I should be flattered or upset that no one's tried to copy the 13 questions of doom. I mean, you know, on, on one hand, you know, it's, Oh, it's a great idea. The other one is, I, I don't know. I don't know who else could, you know, manage this thing, especially the, the way we do, but the, yes, the 13 questions of doom and Badger might not be aware. Any of those things he talked about could be the topic for today. I, I do not let the other hosts know what we're going to do before the actual, um, category comes up for the 13 questions of doom so for anybody who hasn't listened before 13 questions of doom is you know we'll replace it for the round table this week and um i pick a category and we have questions and it's like that old mclaughlin group round table where they go around to each of the talking heads get their answer and you tell them if they're right or wrong and you know in that sense i will you know give you out some points and we'll see who's the winner at it so play along at home get the home game get your rice around ready because this is the 13 questions of doom with the big scary show do you remember who last time's champion is who is defending their title uh you know i think i do have the scores i think jim actually won last time he did so jim, yeah, see, Meaver, there we jim go. will be defending his title tonight Fantastic. Yeah, he. I think he ran away with it last time and hit a couple of them right on the nose. But, uh, you know, give or take uh, one or two, because I, I may have lost count, but this is the 16th, 13th question of Doom we've done. And, uh, you know, just kicking around some ideas of this one, I decided to go a little differently. So, round 16, the 13 questions of Doom, the 13 questions of Doom will deal with the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, that's not specific to... at all. <laughs> no, well, I had to think of a different apocalypse for every question of doom. So, the, the, you know, I, I, I had to ask some people and stuff. So uh, I'm actually, you know, a little impressed with myself. And we'll see how far we can stay on haunt topics. So the first question of doom for the apocalypse. Uh, does anybody want to volunteer to take the first one first? Of course not. Okay. Oh. No, no, no one wants to be. No one wants to be the guinea pig. Jonah, guess what? You're getting this one oh, first. Yay! <laughs> well, Ladies it's, first. It's not too bad. Question number oh, okay. one: In a Mad Max wasteland, what vehicle are you driving? I'm going to drive um, a school bus. Just a school bus? You going to do anything cool to it? Oh, well, yeah, it's going to be all decked out armored-wise and stuff, but it's also got room for, you know, a little chaise lounge in the back and, you know, a little kitchen and, you know, so, you know, I'm on the on the run, but, I you know, you got to keep up with the creatures of comfort. 
All right. So, Jonah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a point on that one. That's not too bad. You're expecting to be chased by Lord Humongous in your school bus. <laughs> uh, Badger, what about you? What, what vehicle are you driving in the Mad Max wasteland? Funny you mentioned Humongous. I am going straight out of the Road Warrior, a.k.a. Mad Max 2, and I am going with the big-ass fuel truck that they used in the final scene, all decked out for defensive purposes, have a ton of fuel so I can travel all over the wastelands, wherever they may be. Maybe I can sleep on the cab and have plenty of cans of dinky-doo dog food so I don't starve. Yeah, I'll give you a point for being cool, but I don't think there's a Mad Max yet where the fuel truck has not exploded. Because it is just a target, and it, usually there's somebody with a mohawk throwing fire at the full fuel truck. <laughs> but we'll still give you a point. Not too bad. So, so far, everybody wants to have their uh, you know commercial driver's license in order to do these big rigs. What about you, Jim? What vehicle would you drive? A uh, Dodge Charger with a solid steel cow catcher and a minigun mounted on the roof. All right, we'll give you a point with the minigun. I'm really surprised. I'm surprised no one went with, like, hearse. You know, a, a hearse would be great for Mad Max thing because not only could you put the jet engine on the back, but you could do self-cremations with it, too. But the actual answer, and, you know, you, you, you got to go to musical lyrics, too. You know, what do you got when you're in a wasteland? You, you got to dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. You would oh. have to drive a Dragula in a Mad Max wasteland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely right. Oh. <laughs> of course, it's right. Okay, well, we're, just, right we're just warming up. We're just warming up. Exactly. Not too bad. All right. But this is what we're getting. All right. That's so question, question number two and a brand new apocalypse. Question number two, an asteroid will hit in one week. What bucket list item are you doing? Badger, you get that one first. Ooh. Offhand, I would say... Oh, geez. I, I kind of want to keep it PG, so I won't mention Swedish supermodels. But um, I would probably travel to as many cool haunted houses as I've always wanted to travel to. Pirates of Emerson, Dark Hour during season. Hopefully they would open for these end times. Hell's Gate and several more just off the top of my head that I can't think of. All right, we'll give you a point. That's a good one. You know, make the actors work during the apocalypse. That's always good too. Uh, you know, I would you, guess you'll have to if needed. Yeah, you'll have to you know work with your wife about the Swedish thing there. So you know yeah, that they know we'll, you. We'll, we'll you're talk just later. Skip town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim, what about you? What what's on your bucket list item if you got one week with the asteroid bearing down on us? The catacombs in Paris. All right, international travel, yeah, nice place to, to go with that. That's worth a point. That's not too bad either. That might Jonah, even what about you? Him. Probably not. You know, it's just a nice I place would, to bury. I would probably um, head to Scotland and see if I can fall through one of those, you know, time stones and end up back in the, you know, medieval times and find me some hot, handsome Highlander. You were, you know, I was going to give you a point and a half because I thought you're going like Fey Realm there and just completely, you know, going going Scottish crazy. But you went Outlander on me, and uh, yeah, we'll give you a you know a point total. My wife loves that show. 
I should like it, but every time I sit down and watch it, someone's getting raped. I, 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 I it's like every single time with that show for me. So I, I can only give you a point on that one. Oh. Um, the, the, the true answer, you know, is I definitely give out some points, but for myself, I'd make an ostrich egg omelet. I've always wanted to do that. Just get get a big ostrich egg and make an omelet. I have a feeling it'll taste awful, but uh, it's, you know, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Question number three: Yet a whole new apocalypse, but we want to keep this one, you know, macabre and haunt ready. Jim, what Halloween? Bleh, what Halloween candy? Would you offer to our robot overlords to save your life? Well, I can tell you what I'm not offering them. Candy. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 well, oh, oh, okay. What, what, what are you giving them? I am giving them full-size Snickers. You're, you're giving them full-size Snickers, but you just said you weren't going to give them candy. No, I wasn't going to give them candy corn. Oh, 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 you must have cut out. All right, so full size Snickers. All right, we'll give you we'll give you a point for 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 going there on it. Not sure what they do with it, but all right. Uh, Jonah, what about you? What uh, candy would you offer our new robot overlords to spare your life? Okay, so my question is: Are Uh-oh. are we doing this to bribe the overlord to for, to save our lives, or is this possibly? I can give them something like a sugar daddy that's going to like clog them up where I can take over them and save myself. Uh, which, whichever way you think would save your life. It's, you okay. Know, that's it, how I'm going. It could, it could go either way. If, you know. I'm going to be last, last girl. So I'm going to do something to, uh, to mess up the overlord. I'd give him a sugar daddy to uh, jam up his works. A sugar daddy to jam up the works. I, I'm, I like sugar daddies. I I don't know how that would work. You know, Johnny I Five like sugar Alive. Sugar daddies too, but they're sticky. Yeah, they are, but you know, these are robot overlords. This isn't just a Roomba. You know, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can give you any points on that one. Badger, what about you? What what candy would you offer the robot overlords to spare your life? Wax lips. Oh, we got a winner! Really? Got right there, absolutely. <laughs> What a, I the <laughs> most useless Halloween candy. A robot overlord would love those. They don't have <laughs> lips themselves. They would save your life because they could walk around and look like Dracula. And, awesome. and awesome. just have a good time and look pretty damn silly as they're slaughtering everyone else. Absolutely. Except me. Know? Yeah, exactly. Be, be fashionable. Wow. Badger. Badger got that one. All right, Badger, forgetting that one, and you know we'll we'll see what you can come up on this one because of a, a you know running inside joke for over twelve years. Question number four: Once again, a new apocalypse. If an EMP knocks out all technology, creating an Amish apocalypse, what basic skill do you have to offer society? How to use a scythe. Okay. You can cut grass, you can harvest wheat, and you can kill your enemies with great abandon. Okay, that's 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 not too bad. That's that's thinking on that. Jim, what about you? What uh, what uh, skill do you have to offer society in an Amish apocalypse? Hmm. I would have to say, uh, 
cooking on an open fire. Okay, so you're going you're going full. What was that guy with the 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 the, the um, Dutch oven cooking guy on PBS? That, that works. It's not too bad. So uh, Jim is planning the Dutch oven. Everybody, that's probably worth a point. Badger's got the scythe going. The the audience is giggling at home. Jonah, what about you? What what skill or do you have to offer? I, I don't know because Jim took mine for cooking, but I can also hunt and skin and prepare the stuff to cook. So I would a bit be of hunting and gathering. gathering. All right, all right, that's not too bad. We'll we'll give you a point on that one. I. I, I think I'm going to give Badger a point and a half because he, he was on the right direction with that one. I, I'm also hoping that I've coined the term Amish apocalypse, but barn carpentry would get you through the Amish ah. apocalypse. I mean, <laughs> you'd also be in charge of everything that way. So uh, rolling lo right along, question number five, yet another new ap apocalypse. Jonah, what non-firearm weapon would you wield in the zombie apocalypse? What non-firearm? Yeah, yeah, no, you get. Okay, um, I I would use a hoe, like a garden hoe. Okay, garden hoe. All right, we weren't sure if you were pimping out people or or, or, or what. <laughs> All right, you know, because you can not really too... swing those around and just bring them right down into their skulls. Not too bad. That's not too bad. They, they, it sucks when they get stuck in the skulls. Uh, so true. I've heard, but that's not too bad. Uh, Jim, what about you? What, what, what non-firearm? Because we all know guns would be the most effective. What non-firearm would you use in the zombie apocalypse? A morning star. Mm. Now, now, okay. Here's a question. Describe a morning star. Uh, it is a length of wood with a chain and a spiky ball on the end. Are you sure that's with the chain, or is it just a spiky ball on a stick? No, yeah, that's, that's a mace. That's a mace without the chain. All right. Well, I, I think a mace is just the, the round one. But yeah, all right. We're just making sure that we're not getting people confused. That's not bad. It's worth a point. Morningstar's good. Uh, Badger, what about you? What uh, what uh, non-firearm weapon are you planning to wield? As much as I would like to use a, a spiky ball on a chain, but that's already been taken, how about a lawnmower? Like in the film Chopping Mall. With a lot of gas, you, of course. I'll give you a half point on that one because I'm not sure what you just go and sit there until it, you know, cut them off at the ankles, cut them off at the knees. You, ha going. you haven't, no, you haven't seen the movie, Ben. I, I, I have, but I can't remember that scene. I, you know. I think that's, I think it's from Chopping Mall where he's swinging the lawnmower around and basically reduces all the zombie monster things to a fine gelatinous state. Did, did Chopping Mall have zombies or was it automated security robots? Automated security robots. Okay. So, Same yeah, effect. I think Badger might, Badger might be confused. Um, the Maybe movies. I am. But, uh, all right, so swinging I around. I stand by my decision. I That's don't want okay. anything I, where I have to rely on gasoline to get it to work. Yeah, gasoline's tough. That's a, the, you know, lawnmower is a tough to swing around like that. I mean, if you would like me to whack. give a different answer, I will give a different answer. Oh, no, no, no. You no, we'd rather, just, we'd just rather criticize the answer you already have. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I, I was hoping to have the image of Badger taking on zombies with like nunchucks or something, but uh, 
you know, the, the, the half point for the for the lawnmower isn't too bad. But the, the correct answer, of course, is a cricket bat. You know, you guys, I, I hope you've uh, all seen Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead. dead. Shaun of you the know, Dead, cricket, yes. Cricket bats do not snap in half. They, you know, ain't going to get stuck in anything. They, they're lightweight. And, and, you know, you just look sophisticated swinging a cricket bat. So uh, and that, you just that's get to hang out. Correct. It's and Arkansas. We don't out. have cricket bats. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to hang out and have a pint until the whole thing blows over. Yeah, exactly. And, and can you imagine if you loose sealed your cricket bat, how, how effective they'd be with some barbed wire around them? Mm. All right. Question number six before our break. We're moving along good. This, this is a tough one. This should be an interesting one. Uh, Badger, I think I'm going to give this one to you first, uh, just, you know, for the confusion factor. Badger, oh which Lovecraftian horror would reign supreme when the great old ones return? Dagon. Ooh, he went water god. All right, no, we're not too bad. How much of the planet is covered with water? Better go with the top dog. No, that's that's, that's good justification. Jonah, what about you? We we can you know we, we record this with a video so that we can see each other and you know be sociable. I, I can see Jim is is physically disturbed on this one, just mentally straining himself already. So Jonah, what what about you? Which which Lovecraftian horror do you think would reign supreme? I don't know any Lovecraftian horrors. <laughs> I don't know any. I have to pass. Oh, yo, oh, you went past? Well, I don't right, know we take... any. Well, you can always see some with tentacles. Or, or some with teeth, and you know, it, 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 everybody knows at least one Lovecraftian horror. No, I don't. Well, you, you need to research some of those. You know, when you're, I guess when, you're so. setting up the, when you're setting up the escape room, you need a, a few of those. those. Are good ideas, especially for your haunt. You, you can come up with a couple good ones. There's stuff that wanders around castles all the time. Um, Jim, what Lovecraftian horror would you would reign supreme? Well, you know, I. You saw me, I was considering this, and it's like, oh, I'm trying to decide which one. And after some thought, I've got to go with Azathoth. Which one's that? For our folks at home. The blind idiot god who is absolutely mindless. But Not too bad, not too bad. But he's omni omnipotent. Hmm. No, there's some. Okay, there, there's definitely some. Now. Do well, I? what now? He said he was omnipotent. I said, don't they have medicine for that now? Uh, all right. Give her a quarter point for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only taking off half a point. So, uh, but the, but yeah, no, that's not too bad. But she gets the quips. You know, it's taken 12 years. The other hosts don't get it, but the, Jonah understands the quips of this game. Uh, not too bad. No, uh, we'll definitely give you a point for that one, Jim. I'm I'm proud of everybody for not just going Cthulhu. You, you guys are good with that one. That was Lovecraft. What? What did you just Lovecraft. say? Cthulhu. I didn't know that was Lovecraft. Get off the show. Okay. <laughs> Send your comments too. Yes. <laughs> Hey, guess what? Jonah's getting hate mail this week, not me. Yay! 
We'll be looking for a Nuka host coming up soon. So send your entries and inquiries too. <laughs> no, but the, the, the correct answer would have been the unimaginable horror, which is like a giant uh, color out of space creature. It's even bigger than the one in color out of space. So, I mean, just the name alone, you, you know, you, you can't imagine how terrible it would be, the unimaginable horror. And, you know, Cthulhu's good, but if you look up, he, he's a weird dude, and he's always sleeping, and, you know, he's he's got kids with his sister and stuff. Cthulhu's, like, he, he's pretty weird, and you consider the source, that makes a bit of sense. So we're about halfway through at this point, so if we, you know, I'll kick it over Badger, we'll take a little break, we'll, we'll take a quick look at the scores, and uh, Badger's actually winning this one uh, pretty good. He's in the lead with nine full points. Jim's close behind, and you know, always a correct answer away. Jonah's got some catching up to do with three and a half points. Thank you, Storm. We are going to take a very short break to pay this very important bill to keep shows like this running. And we'll be right back with more 13 Questions of Doom. Don't you go away. Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Haunt Industries soon-to-be-famous 13 Questions of Doom, the world's only haunt-related game show. And once again... Here is your host, Storm. You know, if after 12 years it suddenly becomes famous, uh, that, that that's going to be the, the, the episode. I, I don't know what we got to do to, you know, suddenly make the 13 questions of doom famous. I'm, I'm sure, you know, my hate mail, you know, server would explode on that one. Uh, but here Netflix. we are. We're ready. Yeah. Ready to get going. <laughs> Badger's a little nervous being in the, in the lead. And, uh, you know, we, we have a, uh, Halfway through the 13 questions of doom, so question six and a half, but we're right on to number seven. Uh, the hosts, you know, during the little break, we heard from our wonderful advertiser. They, they've, you know, get that haunt pay going. And, uh, you know, the hosts were doing a little mental gymnastics. So, so we're good to go. We're throwing some trivia at each other, stuff we don't know, scolding Jonah and telling her which um, Lovecraft uh, stories to get rolling with. So question number seven, we're going to throw this one at Jim first. Jim, when the super volcano erupts, what monster will come up from the Earth's depths? Surter. Okay, all right. We're going uh, the, the uh, Norse god of fire and apocalypse there. That's, that's, a, that's a not too bad one. One big, big flaming demon guy. Uh, Badger, what about you? What's what the creatures coming up out of the earth when the uh, super volcano uh, tries to kill us all? You can't have a volcanic monster without King Ghidorah. Okay, all right, we're going, going old kaiju. school kaiju. Mm -hmm. Not too bad. Kaiju's aren't bad. We're 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 going pretty good. You're going, you know, 
a good direction with that. Jonah, let's see if you can bring this one home. What 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 monster is coming up from the depths after the super volcano erupts? I, I think it's gonna have to be Godzilla. Godzilla, all right. Again, a kai, kaiju. Godzilla's not too bad. Uh, you know, good answers. Uh, I I, I was hoping for maybe some sort of Kevin Costner reference, you know, Yellowstone, Super Volcano. But the actual correct answer, <laughs> of course, would would be Mole Man. A, a Mole Man would be coming up from everywhere. That, that, that's <laughs> definitely the problem we'd have with the Super Volcano. Um, you know, their, their back porch would fall into, you know, the ground. So, yeah, that, that, that would stock Mole Man everywhere. Uh, Badger, let's throw this one at you first. Each October, hunters are gathered together to fight to the death. What's the prize? Ooh. Gladiatorial combat to the death. The prize must be a lifetime pass to Transworld and peanut M&M's. Okay, that, that's not too bad. It's a, it's a good haunt prize there. Uh, Jonah, what about you? You know, the, the, we've gathered oct- uh, haunters for October. They're they're fighting to the death. What w- what are they doing that for, other than living? They're fighting for unlimited props from distortions. Wow, wow! Pe- people are trying to get some free stuff today. Not too bad. Not too bad. Distortions, good answer with that one. Good answer. I even saw some market stuff that said they had a good year, so we're good on that. Jim is, I, I again, everyone at home, a little backdoor secret. He he is deep in thought. I mean, we're we're looking, you know, that thinker statue going on. He looks nothing <laughs> like that, but but he's trying at the moment. Uh, Jim, what what about you? What's the prize for our little, uh, you know, Haunter um, uh, Battle Royale? The chance to actually kill a guest. Oh, yeah. oh, that went dark. Oh. I'll give you, it, it went very dark, but I'm actually giving two points on that one because wow. uh, you know I, I do know a lot of honors who would fight each other for that privilege. The one actual answer, yeah, the the actual answer would be a lifetime supply of ramen noodles, jeans, and black T-shirts. But uh, that that wasn't too bad. So Jim Jim edges out there, but everybody scored points on that one. Not Damn. too bad. But we, we, we went if, if anyone yeah. from Distortions is listening, I I chose you. I would battle to the death for you. I, I'm gassing up my lawnmower and getting ready to enter that combat if I could kill somebody as the prize. <laughs> I'm getting ready to say, you know, hey, <laughs> you better start running if you're not. <laughs> It completely changed the clientele to a haunted attraction. We we get such the nicest guests if that became a thing. <laughs> you know, it's dystopias. Right? We're, we're, we've gone dark, but there's some food for thought. It is the apocalypse. Hmm. Question number nine. Yet another apocalypse. We're, I've been keeping these up. Um, Jonah, you know we're not going full southern here, but you, you, well, actually, for all the guests, do all the guests know what the rapture is? Yes. Yes. All right. Good. Good. Jim's in just Southern Illinois it. or Ohio. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just, just wanted to check because you know sometimes people might not. So that's it's key for this question, Jonah. In a rapture, what room in a haunted attraction would get left behind? What room would get left behind? 
Exactly. Prob- probably the disgusting toilet rooms. Okay. All right. Not, not too bad. I, I hate those. I don't see the point in them. Well, because you can spray water. And have you ever made a disgusting toilet? No, because we have medieval castles. We have chamber pots. Ooh, are you telling me I should make a disgusting medieval chamber pot for my aunt? Oh, definitely. Definitely. No, that would be a photo at the beginning. There you go. Yeah, they got to go someplace. Froggy scents. Yeah, make it realistic. Lots of rats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Throne of rats. Welcome, Jonna. Yeah, see? Absolutely welcome. We want to see that this year. (laughs) Banshee Jim, what about you? Uh, what 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 room is getting left behind during the rapture of a haunt? Okay, is this a haunt in general or a specific haunt? Oh, well, that would be the same thing. Okay, you, you can go specific, but it's a you know it, just a haunt. Okay, all right. Then the the demon birthing room at the haunted Uchi. Okay, that's it's not too bad. That is a. That is a, a, a rough scene to watch and, and gets a little weird. And yeah, when that thing flies over, yeah, <laughs> is, that is weird. And they got like more than one, too, because they drop them every once in a while and get lost. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 yeah, that's a tough room. That, that, that ain't going anywhere. Badger, what about you yeah, in the rapture? What room uh, is getting left behind? Any room with chainsaws, because those chainsaws can just go straight to hell. We're all tired of them. Mm, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a point for thinking of it. I mean, you know, people people like their chainsaws. That smell, just the smell of gas, you know, scares them. Uh, but yes, a generic chainsaw <laughs> room, and and you, you know, as a haunter, your feelings on it. We'll give you a point. The true a- the true answer, of course, is the. Uh, actor loft or the makeup area you know that back scenes where the actors live that that is the worst room in a haunt uh thankfully we don't have the guests go through there it's disgusting there's always you and, and god forbid if you're a manager and you gotta come in on like a sunday morning there's like clothes that aren't costumes sitting around and you, you gotta go find a stick to move that stuff oh it's it's uh yeah no that's that 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 that's not going anywhere that went you know during a haunt but not too bad answers you know good good job everybody question number ten yet another new apocalypse uh let's apocalypse see. are us here yeah who, who did I have go first last time Jonah I'm I losing, went first last losing time. track of my huh I went first last time all right okay so it was Jonah I'm losing track trying to do this Jim. What haunt costume would you wear to survive a new ice age? My Bigfoot costume. Bigfoot? Not too bad. Interesting. Um, Badger, what about you? What costume are you wearing to survive a new ice age? Jim's old robot monster costume from MHC 2013 or 14. Not too bad. That's, that's, That's not a bad answer there. The old gorilla... Body suit with the uh, diver bell head. That's 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 that ice good. has to melt sometime, and I've got the diving helmet. So there you go. Yeah. Not too bad, Jonah. What about you? What what haunt costume would you wear to survive the ice age? Pretty much anything with a silicone mask, because to me those have got to be the hottest things. A latex mask, you know, 
anything with a mask, your your brain is going to stay nice and warm. Not too bad. Haven't haven't had to drain my mask in the middle of you know some things. You know from the sweat and everything. That's it, not a bad answer. We'll give you some points on that one. Uh, Jim was was the closest. So we'll give him a little bit extra on that one. Sasquatch or Yeti? You know, you, you do want to go Yeti when you have the Ice Age. Uh, those things, especially the Haunt Edition ones, are just like walking furnaces. Uh, so usually it's usually an act or punishment. I, I, I did that at one haunt last season. And when I got out of that thing, my T-shirt was so wet, it's like I just jumped into a swimming pool. Well, and, and that's the thing. You, you you This is why I tell every actor who haunts, bring a spare T-shirt. Forget modesty. Out the window. If if your shirt is soaking wet at the end of the night, change it. I don't know where you are haunting at. Uh, if you're in New England, you'll you'll die. Because I've, I've had times where it's 90 degrees during haunting. But, you know, the five-minute walk to your car, it's 32 out there. You, you you will get the haunt crud. You will die. You won't be able to speak. But to solve that and solve the haunt crud, always have a fresh T-shirt ready to go. Uh, Bad you learned that the hard way? Yes. I'll never forget the ribbing you gave me when I got bronchitis after acting at Netherworld that first Saturday in November. You know, 80 when we started, 55 when we ended soaking wet my hotel was a quarter mile down the road i couldn't breathe for a week and a half afterwards terrible coughing yeah, and, fits no fun and, and, and all and i have, could think of was storm was right Ugh. yep <laughs> no, and, he, and you've probably had a fresh t-shirt in a bag when you know you're acting since then it, it's not like we don't have spare t-shirts sitting around everywhere <laughs> all right correct, question no, question number 11 we'll throw this one at badger first badger what would be the worst symptom to have in a viral outbreak? Worst symptom? You mean physical symptom? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You know, like, like all that stuff they, they you know, during the uh, uh, pharmacy ads, the stuff that they, you know, could, could be oh, yeah. side effects, anything like that. I would say hemophilia. Okay. It sounds good. You start bleeding out of your nose or out of your ears or something, it ain't stopping or other orifices. No, no. We'll give you a point. You know, I'm currently on blood thinners with all the stuff that's been going on. That you know, yeah, that that does suck. That's a tough one. Uh, Jonah, what about you? What uh, what uh, would be the worst viral symptom to have in your opinion? I, I'm, in my opinion, it'd be like explosive diarrhea. <laughs> that that that's always bad. That's that's never good to have. No, no, that's that's not too bad. You you, you just might need a a, a bad you know, trip to a, a mall food court for that. You might not need the viral apocalypse. This is true. Uh, Jim, what about you? What what would be the, the worst symptoms to have in a viral apocalypse? Vomiting blood. But what are we doing with the blood? You, you cut out there for a second. Vomiting blood. Vomiting? Vomiting's not too bad. We'll, we'll give you a point for that one. You, you guys had it, you know, in the right direction. But it's mucus coming out of every orifice. <laughs> all, all of them. Just mucus just keeps on coming. Uh, that 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 is the worst. That that that's I, I had a English teacher, you know, he was sick and he came back, and that's literally what he said was happening to him. 
And it, it still haunts me to this day. It, it's still, because uh, uh, everyone, what, what do you mean? What, what, what? Yeah, it's, yeah, no, your imagination just goes in dark, weird places with that one. So now it's, you know, got to be lasered out of all your heads now, too. You just described my and, spring and, allergies. Yeah, there we go. And that's, <laughs> uh, that, that, that sounds like a problem. Might need a topical cream for that one. <laughs> We, we we gotta go with what what can be healed earlier. I, I completely forgot the reference with with uh, Jonah's answer on one of them, so I, I can't call it back. <laughs> I think I'm losing my short term memory. Uh, Jim, question number twelve is yours. What's your new name as captain of a ship when the Earth floods? Hmm. Deep in thought. Captain Meat Hook. Captain Meat Hook. That's not bad. Hey, I like that. Yeah, that, that's that's a good one. We're not too bad. Jonah, what oh, about you? Have you? The hand. Okay, so so say this again: the oh. captain of a ship during a, a flood. Uh, yes, when the Earth floods, we're, we'll uh, all need to be on boats, and you're the captain of the boat. And now you 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 gotta have a new name because you can't keep your 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 normal pre-flood apocalypse name. I mean, the only person who did that was Noah, and that wasn't too fun. So, you know, you, you, you need a new name <laughs> as captain of your flood apocalypse boat. So so what is it? Um, uh, let's see. Well, I'm not going to go with with uh, Carnival Cruise. Um, so let's say um, Queen Pisces. Okay, all right, not too bad with the zodiac and the fish. I get that. That's not too bad. You know, we've gone from captain to queen, so you know. Of course. You, you, you <laughs> seem to, you know, really think that you're going to handle the flood uh, apocalypse pretty good. Not too bad. And uh, Badger, what about you? What 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 would be you know your new name as a captain uh, for your ship when the earth floods? Captain Stubing, because everybody Ooh. would love me. I'd have I'd have a bartender, a doctor, and a gopher, and a pretty hot cruise director at all times surrounding me. And I get to meet celebrity guests, fall in love, and they go away at the end of the cruise. That that's impressive. You, you you're definitely in the right direction there. The the love boat reference is fantastic. Uh, the actual answer, and, and you guys having lived through the '80s, uh, you know, I was hoping this one would come up, but it, it'd be Captain Crunch. You know, it's, you just have to have that for your apocalypse uh... boat. I, I do like Captain Meathook too, I, and, and Queen Pisces is good. But uh, you know, Badger, you were asking, would would he have the, the you know the Meathook uh, as Captain Meathook? I'd imagine whatever circumstance would bring on the flood and destroy the Earth, that uh, Jim would need both hands would have been replaced with Meathooks, <laughs> so walking around with, with with both of them there. Uh, He'd probably have actually, two eye patches at that point, too, especially if his yeah, eyes got itchy. Exactly. Wow, two eye patches and two meat hooks. I, again, you know, if anybody's doing a pirate haunt out there, that that's fantastic. Hire Jim to come act in the line. He'll create that character for it. We're, we're just committing them right here. <laughs> two peg legs, too? Yeah. Get around like that. That'd be fantastic. All right, we have reached the 13th question of 13 questions of doom. Just one apocalypse left. Uh, out of so many to choose from, I, I I think the only one I really skipped was the mud flood, 
And if you're not familiar with that one, look that one up. There are some, you know, it's right up there with flat earth. There, there are people who think that the earth has faced a mud apocalypse and some buildings are proof of that. So uh, there are wonderful, wonderful videos on YouTube of people who see a church with windows at ground level or below. And that's their proof of the mud flood. So yes, those, those are great videos to watch if you need a laugh. Um, but we didn't go with that. So we got one left. And boy, this is a tight race. Now, now Jonah would really have to hit it out of the park for a super special, awesome, super answer. But she's at 10 and a half, which is really good for 13 questions of doom. That's not too bad. But we are in a close race for first. Jim is in second place. He is, His title is on the line. He's got 16 points. And Badger has a narrow lead, but still not a bad one going into our final question with 17 and a half points today, which is really good for questions of, of doom. That might be one of the better ones. But um, all right, here we go. Uh, Jonah, we'll, we'll give you it first because you, you need the most points. What type of space alien would bother taking over the Earth? What kind of space alien would bother taking over the Earth? Yep. Do you know your space aliens? We got to ask this question now with the Lovecraft, uh, you know, thing. Well, I, again, I don't know Lovecraft, but in my mind, I think there is a a great big cat out there who just wants to swat us around like a little ball, like a little marble. So I think there would be a cat that would take over the earth so that it could, you know, play with us and bat us around. All right. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not too bad. We'll give you a couple of points there for Cosmic Cat. You know, it, you know, maybe, maybe it's the last cut scene from the original Men in Black movie, but uh, it's not too <laughs> bad too. Co Cosmic Cat what, wasn't what I'm thinking about, but we'll definitely give you points on that one. Uh we're going to give Jim a little bit more time because he could try to badger. What about you? What type of space alien would bother taking over the earth? It has to be Marvin, the Martian because he would take his alludium Pew 36 explosive space modulator, take us over, blow us up so he can have his unobstructed view of Venus. Not too bad. Good references. Uh, we'll, we'll wait for the big kaboom on that one. Uh, uh, it's not the a bad earth shattering answer. kaboom. Earth-shattering kaboom. Uh, Earth-shattering kaboom. Oh, fantastic. Oh, hey, that's that wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, oh, can you can you beat Badger's answer? We can't beat that uh, you know voice impression there, but can you beat the answer? What type of space alien would bother taking over the Earth? Killer clowns from outer space. Ooh. <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you some points on that one, too. That, that's a good answer. They're always fun. Uh, personally, me, I want to see a sequel where they show up at, like, Renaissance times and are just walking around, you know, you know, a, a, with knights and stuff. And they're like, oh, look, a clown. And, like, he eats them and stuff. But, the, you know, the, the, the killer clowns didn't really try and take over. They just ate everybody and turned them puppets and stuff, which was fantastic. And they're cotton candy machines. But uh, not too bad. We'll give you a couple points. The actual answer is the damn grays. The, the grays. Oh, oh. God damn. 
Oh, they are the worst. And and they would bother taking over the earth just because they're dicks. And those uh, probes. So, Ugh. What's oh, the yeah, deal with anal probes? What that the hell's too. the deal with anal probes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah why? Why? Don't forget. Exactly. Damn braids. They'd be the ones to bother. All right. So we'll 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 set the system to calculate the scores. And by system, I, I hit save on my Excel sheet. Jonah did really good. Uh, 12 and a half points for 13 questions of doom. Uh, again, lesson at home, oh. kids. Always have an answer. There is no pass. Uh, but uh, good job. Very good job. Um, Jim, I'm sorry. You you couldn't pull it out. You, you, you had 18 points. Not too bad. But you, you couldn't hold on to the title, which means... Badger actually won 13 questions of doom this time with 19 and a half points. You know, oh he, my he, goodness. His ship black, captain and uh ship captain and the wax lips for our robot overlords, you know, put them right over. I don't over know the edge what to say. Oh dear, yeah. I don't know what to say. This is this is quite an exciting achievement. Thank you so much. I'm defending my title next time and I'll have my belt yes. made by the next show. I'm going to argue that because you said aliens that would take over the earth. Marvin the Martian wanted to blow up the earth. He would take it yeah, over take first it and then blow it up. He always would plant the Martian flag. And he did that yeah, a couple could, of times with Daffy Duck a, on a, other a good worlds. Technicality, a good technicality, but also you're one and a half points behind. So even if I did a point or a half a point, you you still lose, Jim. Got you. I got you. I'll be bitter, the, Jim. No, Let me you savor my victory. Is, but no. We, we think I think this is my out. first. This is, this is not the some off-the-cuff filler <sighs> segment. We we think this out. This is, there is a science behind the 13 questions to do. And I am lying out my teeth. But yes, I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, again, to everyone, both the listeners and the hosts, you've survived 13 apocalypses in the 13 questions. Of you know, how fantastic is that one? I think, I think we're all a little better off for this one from here. I'm, I'm sure there's some advice that, you know, we, we can take from this one. None of it could. Buy, but buy yeah. stock and wax lips. Yeah. No, well, we, you know, yeah, exactly. Well, Storm, we want to take the time to thank you very much for all your incredibly hard and dedicated research to make you once again another fantastic episode of the 13 questions of doom we want to thank our host for participating jonna the old crone meat hook jim and grand champion of the world drew badger so let's get some final thoughts here let's start with storm um it, it was fun i i actually you know have, having to pick some brains for the apocalypse were good my poor wife i i always have to test some of these questions out on her but uh I knew I was on the right track of Wilm. I think she got one of them right, too. I, I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but uh, not too bad. And Anytime I can, you know, push in the Amish apocalypse into something, I'm happy, too. And we had a couple cryptids show up in this one. Sweet. And we learned something about each of the ghosts today, too. We've all learned something here tonight on a very <laughs> special episode. <laughs> we also want to thank Meat Hook Jim. Or Captain Jim, Captain Meathook, even. Um, you know what? First of all, I'd like to say this would be really cool to do live with some get some actual listeners. A thirteen questions of doom. 
Um, Maybe a Halloween episode. Wink, wink. And, Jonna. Yes? You better start reading Lovecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I, I do. (laughs) Speaking of Jonna, we want to thank her for participating as well. (laughs) Even though I I think I've come in last every time I've done this. We would send you a we would send you a participation tr- participation trophy, but I'm keeping the damn trophy. Uh, just send me my send me a you know <laughs> some riceroni and a library card, and we'll be good. And a copy of the 13 Questions of Doom board game. Yes. And a year's supply of turtle wax. <laughs> don't don't tempt me because I could come up with 13 Questions of Doom completely on Scottish lore and folk legend. And if you oh, don't win that one, then you'd never hear the end of it. So, so don't tempt me. Bring on that. it, bring it. <laughs> no, don't want that. You do not want that. Don't challenge storm. No, nobody challenges the storm. My name is Drew Badger, and I just want to say, off the subject here, my oldest daughter got herself a job. Right, you know, only two weeks after graduation. Very, very proud of her. Now she can start earning her keep around here. But again, thank you to all for listening to once again another episode of the 13 Questions of Doom here on The Big Scary Show. Yay! And we're going to send Cthulhu after John. (laughs) Send baby Cthulhu. She'll Mm. think it's cute and then it'll attack at night. Uh, uh, Jonah, the the, the story you should start with uh, is definitely the rats in the walls. Listeners, listeners and welcome and welcome watch out don't trip, no, over, don't that trip over that torso it's time, it's time for between, between the, the corpses, corpses. Uh, greetings listeners and on this episode of Between the Corpses, 
we continue our journey down the history of tortures and executions with hangmen. To Londoners, all hangmen went by the nickname Jack Ketch, yet the skills and qualities of the city's executioners varied considerably. Jack Ketch took the post of London's executioner in 1663 and gained infamy after butchering Lord William Russell and the Duke of Monmouth with an axe, the mode of execution for upper classes. After his tenure, hangmen were known as Ketch, or alternately Lord of the Scaffold, Finisher of the Law, Yeoman of the Halter, Doomster, or Scragboy. Each successive hangman brought different talents to the task. John Hooper, who took on the role in London between 1728 and 1735, was known for making jokes to alleviate the victim's burden. From 1752, Thomas Turles had to hear the wrath of the mob when it was ruled that convicts' bodies should go to surgeons. He died from injuries sustained in a tussle in Tyburn in 1771. His successor, Edward Dennis, on whom Charles Dickens based Barnaby Rudge, was also hanged when he was considered convicted of taking part in the riots in London. He was reprieved only because his services were sorely needed to dispense justice to the numerous felons rounded up in the Gordon riots of 1780. Dennis's assistant, William Brunskill, was elevated to the post and remained there for 28 years. It fell to him to hang John Bellingham, the assassin of Prime Minister Spencer Percival, in 1812. He was broadly abused by the assembled crowd, for Bellingham was seen as a hero striking a blow against the corrupt, uncaring government. Brunskill eventually succumbed to ill health. His promoted assistant, John Langley, lasted only a few years, dying at the age of 51. William Calcraft held the job for 45 years. This became a black era for prisoners as Calcraft had a reputation for bludgeoning. The ropes he used were short as he often had to swing on the man's legs to speed up the hanging process. Afterward, he retrieved the rope for future use. His most positive contribution was a belt with wrist straps for the hang. Previously, their buildings were often uncomfortably tight. At the hanging of Thomas and Maria Mannings in 1849, Callcraft was either nervous or drunk. Writer Charles Dickens clearly believed it was the latter when he commended Mr. Callcraft, the hangman, should be restrained in his unseemly bro briskness in his jokes, his oaths, and his brandy. Hangman made a tidy sum by selling lengths of rope that had hanged the famous or infamous. Superstition had it that the touch of a recently hanged man's hand possessed miraculous healing powers. The death sweat was said to cure tuberculosis, while the hand was attributed with sufficiently 
with sufficient potency to cure infertility in women and reduce tumors. For cash, the hangman allowed the afflicted to mount the scaffold and clutch the cooling hand of the dead. An executioner might even sever the hand of the victim to sell to the highest bidder. The hand of glory was sometimes dried and pickled by an aspiring burglar since it was believed it would render them invisible. In France, the clothes of the guillotine were washed and, gi and given to the poor. In England, they became the property of the hangman. Great store was set by looking elegant, so this was quite a bonus. In 1752, William Signal sold his body to surgeons so he would buy fashionable clothes in which to die. Well, uh, sounds like Hangman might have been basically a, a lucrative business at some point in time, although I'm not going to exasperate on that and... I have no idea to hang till I'm dead, so we'll catch you on the next episode. And thank Gene Calloway for writing this fascinating book, The History of Torture and Execution. See ya. Hi, this is Jason Carl from Atmosphere Scare Entertainment in Europe, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Shadow Symphony, wailing in the air on The Big Scary Show.
This is Rudy Ray Moore. I'm the human tornado. I chain down thunder and handcuff lightning. I'm so damn strong, it's sometimes frightening. The human tornado. I grabbed the star traveling a million miles a minute and slowed it down to the state speed limit. The Human Tornado! Rated R! Under 17, not admitted without a parent or a note from your jailer! Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. Hey, this is Dave Dean Hart with Halloween 24X7, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. <laughs> it's time for Ask the Old Crone. <laughs> Over the last few months, while in the process of expanding Banshee Manor, the wise man and I have been barraged with poor customer service. Over and over and over, and it's so frustrating. I can't believe this is now considered acceptable behavior for how to conduct business. Don't get me wrong, most people we have dealt with recently have all been very nice and personable, but here is where we hit the snag. No matter how likable you are, if you have poor communication with your customer, or in some instances, no communication, you are not giving good customer service. When a customer's emails go unanswered, phone calls get dodged, even texts are completely ignored, it builds frustration, stress, and lack of trust in you and your product or service. A customer shouldn't have to get angry to get information, especially when we are giving you our money. I swear it felt like I was dating these companies I got ghosted so often. I wish I could say this was just one company, but it has been with multiple vendors, finance companies, and even an insurance company. We want to do business with you, so quit pushing us to your competitors. You've all heard it before, but I will say it again. If you own a business, yes, even a haunted attraction, communicate, communicate, communicate. Whether it's communicating expectations to your staff communicating with the vendor, or communicating with the public. If you say you'll call them at a certain time, do it. If there is a deadline, meet it. Or at least communicate as soon as you know it's not going to happen on time. Treat your staff, customers, and vendors the way you want to be treated. Be true to your word. Respond to your emails and messages. Underpromise and overdeliver. Don't promise quick turnarounds to look good just to make the sale if you actually can't meet that deadline. And the last bit of advice I can give to any business owner is if customer service is not your forte, then hire someone to do it for you. Until next time, don't forget to stir the cauldron.
Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. How could anyone guess that Daniela was reliving the legend of the Wolf Woman? She is every man's dream of love until she becomes possessed with an evil that turns her life into a bloody and terrifying nightmare that never ends. Now, at last, you can see a true story so brutal, so horrifying, that it was kept from the public for over a century. The legend of the Wolf Woman. Before your very eyes, the Wolf Woman is born in an act of reincarnation that is as sensual, as violent, as bloody as anything you will ever see on the motion picture screen. The demented passions in The Legend of the Wolf Woman will eat you up. From Dimension Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Hi, this is Shandon. And Heidi. From Insidious Manor in Hesperia, California, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. Tommy Creep, more zombie than zombie, on The Big Scary Show. Here is a peculiar case in contrast to that of the zombies, which your servant claims to have seen. Where supposedly they are dead, yet retain a certain amount of animation. She lives, yet walks, in the land of those beyond.
what it is. Dead folks was too lazy to lay down. Ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karam. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Karam. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Karam.com. V-O-N. C-H-A-R-O-N dot com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios. Creepy Collection. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Von Caron Productions. And... VFX Creates. We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse. And we couldn't do this without the three ghosts, including Badger, Haunt Consulting and more, rabidbadger.org. Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at wrestlehorror.com. And Storm, Rants and more, hauntminute.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.